everyone, and welcome to the Inside Out Crew podcast, where we talk about organizational leadership, systems, marketing, and more for your church or organization. Our goal is to help you redefine your culture from the inside out. Today, we want to talk about leading where you've never been. Uh, today, you have your hosts, Nathan Westfall and Michael Moore. Michael, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? Good. How are you doing? How are you doing being back? I know you were away. Yeah, no, I'm doing well. Got an opportunity to go to the Carolinas and um, uh, actually went to Stanley, Andy Stanley's uh, one day uh, deep and wide tour, tour where he's going over his new book, Irresistible, which nice. if you're a pastor out there, I want to highly recommend this book for you because I think it will challenge you. And I'm not going to say I agree with 100% of what he said, but 98% of it I agree with. And then uh, got to hang out with some old friends. And so big shout out to Marcus. I know that you listen to this podcast. And so I just want to give you a big shout out and met with some other pastors in North and South Carolina. So it was good, man. It was real good. It's good to be home though. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. However, it's cold. Like what happened? I know. What was the uh, temperature down there? uh, It was easily 50s and 60s. And and then I come back and they're talking about snow tomorrow. So <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm it's, I'm looking forward because in a week and a half I'm going to Florida. So it's 81, right? There. Oh, nice. Oh yeah, y'all are going to Disney World, right? Or that Land is World? Right. Is it yep. World? World. Yeah, it's world. the big one. Yep. Are you guys doing the uh, park hoppers or what? Yeah, park hopper meal plan. Um, we're actually going down with a friend of ours, so we're actually part of like the Disney Vacation Club experience. Nice. And I didn't know this was a thing. Did you know that uh, Disney has a Christmas party where they like shut down the entire park and it only fills up to like 20% capacity? I did not. Are you so going to that? We are going to that. That is awesome. Yeah. I, did, I did not know that. See, I, you know, I was actually just in a meeting before recording this. And we were talking about how um, Walt Disney and how he no one no one told him that he could no one believed in him and his vision, I should right, say. Right. And here he is. Well, I he's know. dead. But the empire that he has built and the I know. billions of dollars that and he this has. Is, this is probably the nerd in me. You'd probably enjoy this. The one part of Hollywood Studios, there's like a tour of like that part of Walt Disney's life. And it's like the coolest thing because it's like literally walls of like how he was doubted. And then the very ones like, yep, you're at Disney, you know, so it's yeah. <laughs> super interesting. <laughs> That is awesome. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. One one day, one day we'll go back down or yeah. I'll go back down or whatever. But yeah, 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 definitely. That's cool, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to the warm weather. That's about it. Yeah. But <laughs> jumping in. So Mike, uh, our topic today, leading where you've never been. So if, if you were a leader listening to this at some point, you know, you will end up leading in an area or leading somewhere in an organization where you've never been. What leads you to talk about this topic? Yeah, so I think um, there's it's kind of twofold. Is one I was always told, and if you're a pastor, you've probably been told this, or if you're a leader at some point, you can't lead people where you've never been. And the more I get into leadership, especially into pastoring, uh, the more I realize that statement is 100% false. And uh, so that's that's one part. And here's why: because if you're leading an organization that's growing, whether it's a business, whether it's a church or nonprofit, whatever it may be, you're going to end up hitting areas that you've never experienced. You're going to experience transitions that you never planned for. You're going to experience growth that you maybe weren't anticipating to happen or that you were hoping to happen. But then once it's here, you're just kind of like, oh my God, what do I do? And so I really believe that every leader out there, 
who is trying to grow as a leader and trying to grow the organization or the church is going to end up experiencing moments where you do not know what you're walking into, but you have to lead a team and people following you into the unknown, at least for that church or organization. And so that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this topic is I think that there's a lot of pastors specifically out there who are maybe going through building transitions or changes. Um, A good friend of mine, Byron down in Texas, I know that he's gone from portable to permanent and he's had to walk through a lot of unknowns. I know we've gone from uh, having one campus to two and then talking about multiple um, in the future. And so these are all areas that we did not we haven't had any experience in, but we're having to step into and we have to be able to lead like we know what we're doing. And so that's kind of one of why I wanted to talk about this a little bit. I just think it's relevant for uh, every leader out there, even if you're not the senior leader, every leader out there at some point in their life yep. will experience this. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, what is some of the first things that leaders should do when they're headed into this, this unknown territory? Yeah, so I think the the first thing whenever you're headed into an unknown territory is is first and foremost, ask if this ties into your mission and ties into your vision, and if this is something that you should really be chasing or really going down towards. Um, And so if it's something like we get presented all the time with, hey, come and be a part of this um, church picnic for um, benefiting, you, you know, whatever it may be. And, or, or we get, come be a part of this discussion or come be a part of this prayer breakfast or come be a part of whatever. And all of those things are good, but, but they don't line up with our core mission and our vision of where we're headed organizationally as a church. And this is something that we feel in our setting that God has placed on us. He's placed a mandate or calling on our church. And so whenever we do extra things outside of what we normally do, We want to make sure that we're doing things that align ourselves with the mission and the vision of our church or of your organization. And so I think that that's the first and foremost is is kind of asking yourself, is this an area that I should even be exploring? Is this an area that I should be running down? Or is this just something that is distracting me from what ultimately God's called me to do, whether in the marketplace or in the church world? And, And then from there, asking yourself the question, how does this specifically going into the unknown tie into the mission of our church or the vision of our church? And, and what is the strategy to be able to get there? And, and so there are things for, for us, it was at one point, uh, we knew that we wanted to go multi-site, right? But we had no idea how to go multi-site. And so it took us a long time to be able to figure out how to go multi-site. And even then, and I'll get into this in a few minutes, we had to learn, Uh, But we're going to continue to advance and go on multi-site. We're going to continue to expand and continue to to grow. And so every time we add a new campus or we had a new um, ministry or whatever it may be to what we're already doing, it's us stepping out into the unknown. And with us stepping out into the unknown or areas that I've never, as a leader, I've never led in this setting before, Uh, There's also been decisions, there's been staff changes, there's been organizational org chart changes. That was kind of an oxymoron, org chart changes, you know. Um, But there's, there's all of these unknowns who I can pick up a book and read about, which is good but I've never walked through it. And so again, going back to that original statement, you can't lead people where you haven't been before. That's false because here we are, we're having to lead into the unknown um, and just trusting in faith and trusting in God and ultimately trusting in what we feel our mission and vision is. Think about Apple, right? Right. Steve Jobs, 
never did what he did, but he saw a vision and he tied his mission and everything that they did organizationally to that mission. And here he are, here we are, he's dead. And now it is a $1 trillion company, the largest, most wealthiest company in the world. Um, but how, how many times did they step out into the unknown? You think about the iPod, right? Going from CDs and Napster and MP3s and putting everything on one device. And now that's revolutionized how we listen to music today. And so again, it's stepping out into the unknown. It's taking that risk. And so, um, I I think first and foremost is how does it tie into your mission? How does it tie into your vision and, um, and making sure that it's the right decision before you step out. It is still a risk, but make sure it's the right risk that you're taking. Does that make sense? Yeah, and actually, I got a story about this this week. Yeah, so, go ahead. Um, uh, I think you know this. I'm involved in a, a local startup doing some things. And, uh, I mean, talk about leading in the unknown, right? We're in a, uh, working on a product that's in an industry that hasn't been developed yet. We're working in uh, a vertical that hasn't really been, um, you know, brought out yet. And... Uh, we actually had a, a long meeting this week with a bunch of us in person and we were talking about, oh, you know, what if we got to this point and this guy thinks we could sell it to this company or what do you think we got to this point and then we did this. And, uh, you know, I sat down at the table and I was like, all right, but what's, what's your, your vision with this product? And he said this and I was like, if, if you got bought out, do you think they would really fulfill your vision? And he looked at me and he's like, no, you're right. And that, that was a, a moment where, you know, he's the leader, right? But that was the leader moment where we all looked back at the mission and vision and essentially went a different direction because we didn't know the right answer. But looking at your mission and vision, it made it clear of the path we had to take. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And and I think it's important to also understand that your vision may change for where you're heading in the future, but your mission should not change. And this is something we've said before. Yep. I've stolen this from Andy Stanley. He gets all the props from this. You marry your mission, you date your methods, or even you date your vision. You know, I, I even think our vision as a church has kind of shifted in the past year a little bit, not drastically, but we're still married to our mission. And so I think that's a great example. And uh, I know with the product that you guys are working on, it hasn't been done before, and it can revolutionize tens of millions, if not a hundred million lives, if it goes to fruition, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, so when leaders face uh, the unknown, there's usually fear around that, right? I mean, that's easy to say. What would what would you say to that? You know, why is there such fear in a leader who's facing? They're at the forefront, right? Why would why would fear be around that? Yeah, I think it's I think it's look any any leader out there that tells you that they don't deal with fear, and maybe we package fear as a very broad statement. Maybe it's more so insecurity more so of the what ifs, um, the pirates on the sea, so to speak. Um, I think every leader deals with that to a degree. And I think that that's only common or only natural, I guess, to be able to deal with that. There's always a risk whenever we make decisions, especially decisions in our setting or in our context that have not been made before. Hiring a new person uh, for a new job or a new department that you've never had before. That's a risk that you're taking. That's a fear. What if this person doesn't, doesn't succeed? What if this person fails? What if this person you know, stabs us in the back or they take our ideas and they run off of? Or what if we start selling a new product and it completely crashes and we dump tens of thousands of dollars into marketing this new product and it completely fails? Or what if we launch this new location in an area where there is not a lot of uh, relevant life-giving churches and no one adheres to it? You know, all of these are risk. And I think with that, 
there's an aspect of fear or doubt or insecurity that ends up raising, um, peaking its head, I guess, kind of above the seawaters. And so I think that's one aspect. Uh, but I also think another to- another aspect of it is we want clarity with stuff. And we've talked a lot about planning. We've talked about a lot about systems. We've talked about a lot of the inside of the organization. And I think all of that's good. But sometimes we need to drive through the foggy cloud and we don't know what's on the opposite side of the foggy cloud. And we just have to take it a step-by-step yep. step or a day-by-day day or yep. mile-by-mile. And so sometimes we want clarity, but we won't have clarity. We don't know how the product is going to turn out. We don't know how the public's going to respond. We don't know how this outreach is going to do. And we have to be willing to take that risk. And so I think, um, I know personally where we want clarity in an area, uh, we may not have it, but we can always have courage in yeah. ourself, in our in in a, in a Christian context, you can have courage in Christ. You can most definitely have courage in Christ. And if it's something in in a Christian context where God has placed this dream or this vision or this mission on your heart, and you take a risk, what's the worst that can happen? It fails, and then you can pick up from that, and you can just learn from your mistakes and try it again. You know, we live right next to the Electric City, where um, I'm going to totally butcher this, Thomas Edison. <laughs> It yeah. is Thomas. Okay, oh, good. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, Thomas Edison. He tried like 600 times to be able to invent the light bulb that actually worked. And, um, and you know, I'm butchering the phrase, but but he said, no, I didn't. I didn't fail. I just had you know 599 mistakes that led me to the right one. You know. And, yeah, and it was a, it was a thousand times, and he says I have the actual quote. He's like, I didn't fail a thousand times. The light bulb was an invention with a thousand steps. Okay, there you go. Oh my gosh, she I totally butchered this. I'm glad that you you quoted <laughs> me, corrected me with this. Um, but you know, you think about that. If he wouldn't have taken you know a thousand steps to get there, I mean, yes, I think we would have electricity, but it may look different, it may act different, and it would be credited to a different person. But because he took the time and he made the mistakes and he kept trying and taking risk, whenever everyone thought that he was crazy, here we are today with our light bulbs, you know, um, well, can you even imagine, the way that it is. Imagine along the way. So he didn't just do a thousand, a thousand tries and then say, Oh, I took a thousand steps. He probably went into each failure as it being a step, right? Yeah. And learning from each failure. Yeah. You with know, that learning. expectation going into it as a failure is just me taking another step towards my goal. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the thing with that kind of the takeaway, have courage, Take yep. a risk, take a step, and obviously you need to weigh out your your steps. You need to weigh out or weigh out the risk, I should say. Um, and you know, there's there's a great chart that that we have done as a church um, that has been, you know, it's kind of this this upwards up, upside down U shape. And you got these four, you know, different diagrams. Top right is the prime. Top left is it's almost there. Top bottom left is your um, it's a good idea, but it needs a lot of work to be able to get there. And then bottom right is like, this is just the stupidest idea in the world. And we kind of rate it. Where is this going to be on the risk factor? And we want everything to be in that top right area where it's like a sweet spot, um, to where it's, it's, uh, high reward, low risk. Yep. And that's one of those things. Sometimes we have to weigh it out. Is it going to be low reward, but a high risk? Is it going to cost a lot of resources? going to cost a lot of uh, finances, a lot of manpower for a lower risk, or is it going to be an average amount of manpower and resources that's going to give us a huge return on taking that risk? And that takes courage 
to be able to step out and to do that. And and something else that Craig Rochelle says, and he says it so well, if you want to do something that no one else is doing, you have to try things that nobody else is trying. Yeah. And I think that that's true for every organization. Sit down with someone tonight, and he goes, this is great. I love what you're saying here. I love your plan. What's the why behind it? What's going to make you unique? And these are all the questions that should tie you back to your mission and your vision of who it is that defines you and why you're actually taking these steps. And when yeah. you take these steps, don't say what if, but have courage to enter into the unknown. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, so what are things a leader can can do to prepare themselves for leading where they've never been? What are some of these just to mentally prepare for what they're doing? Yeah, so I'm going to talk from personal experience. Um, a few things. Number one, you're going to fail. Bottom line, you're going to fail. Accept it. Uh, you may not fail with the overall project or the overall assignment or task, but you will do things that will be a failure. Uh, the second thing is if you're leading a team, your team is going to fail because they may not have your entire vision because it's your vision. Um, they may not have that at 100%. They may only have it at 50% or 70%. And they're going to do things and they're going to make mistakes with the best intentions to be able to help the mission get there. Uh, but it's not going to be what you envisioned or what you saw or were hoping to see. And so you have to be able to extend grace to your team as they make mistakes. You have to extend grace to your worship leaders as they try different things. You have to extend grace to your host team uh, whenever they're trying to recruit volunteers. I'm trying to get this real practical. You have to extend grace to your campus pastor as you're launching a new campus and there is a communication error or a communication issue. These things are going to happen and people will fail. And so number one is you have to recognize, you have to realize you will fail or your team will fail. Number two, you have to extend grace to your team and you also have to extend grace to yourself. Uh, please, please, please extend grace to people. And then the third thing, and and I, this is from personal experience, is you have to be able to lead yourself into the unknown far before you can lead your team or anybody else into the unknown. And so yeah. here's what I mean by that, um, because this is kind of counterintuitive from what I said at the beginning. You may be leading a team into the unknown and leading yourself into the unknown, but you need to be disciplined while you're leading yourself into the unknown. Um, and so for me, just being transparent with you, here is what a disciplined lifestyle looks like. It's waking up 5, 5.15 in the morning. It's going to the gym and working out. It's having my quiet time in the morning. It's being back home at 7.30 to wake the kids up and to cook breakfast and to be there for my wife. It's being in the office and at a certain time. It's making sure I do my big task or my big rocks. It's making sure to leave um, margin or, or room for things that pop up. It's making sure that I, I value my family and, and spend the right amount of time with my family, if not more than what they actually need or, or maybe want. Um, it's making sure that I'm constantly in prayer and worship. It's making sure that I'm constantly digesting leadership books and leadership podcasts and learning. It's being disciplined. If you cannot be self-disciplined in all of these different areas, how are you ever going to be able to lead an organization who you want to have all these disciplines that maybe they've never had before? And so it's one of those things you have to be willing to lead yourself and to be able to take risk and discipline yourself to be able to get your team to be able to get where they need to be. And so it really yeah. comes down to personal leadership and leading from example. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, what can a leader expect when they step out into the unknown? Um, I think uh, going back to what I said a minute is um, 
knowing that they're going to make mistakes, knowing that you're going to learn, knowing that there are things that are not going to go right. There will be, um, if you're building a new building, right, you're going to have unexpected expenses. If you're launching a new campus, you're going to have unexpected communication issues that flare up. You're going to have unexpected um whatever it may be, expenses come in or leadership changes, uh, you're going to have, un- you're going to have unexpected discouragement from other people. There's going to be a lot of unexpected stuff that's going to fly in. And so number one is being aware of that and kind of protecting yourself and shielding yourself from those things, being conscious of it. Um, and, and then the other two, or, or, or I'm sorry, the other one is that whenever you step out into the unknown, it really is a risk and reward. And I really believe that the greater educated risk that you take, the greater reward that you can see, both individually, but also organizationally or business-wise as well. Um, and so I think that those are kind of the, the things. Yeah. Yeah. What about the, the team that this person's leading? How can they lead a team uh, if they've never been there? So I think this is crucial. Um, and this is something that I'll use our, our most recent uh, expansion as a campus is um, we had never been there. We had never gone multi-site. And so we stepped out to go multi-site. And whenever we went multi-site, we asked for feedback from people. We asked people to evaluate it. Uh, we asked and, and we listened. And I think that that's crucial is we listen to other people who are involved into the organization. And we realize, hey, this is what's working over here. This is what's not working. This is uh, things that you communicated well. This is things that you sucked at communicating. And look, as a leader, if you're the leader, you need to be okay with, (coughs) excuse me, you need to be okay with people telling you that you did something poorly or people telling you that uh, you did not communicate clearly or you did not cast a vision clearly or you let them down as a leader. And you have to be able to own your mistakes. And, And let me make that very clear. That's huge. Own your mistakes. If you mess up as the leader, own your mistakes, ask for forgiveness, pick up and move forward with the, with with your team. Um and and look, also celebrate your team. You know, we've we've probably heard this, we don't need to be the smartest person in the room, right? And if you're in the smart if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. Yep. Right? And so if somebody else comes up with a better idea, Go with that idea and praise them and give them the glory. A leader is not about you receiving all the glory. A leader is about how much glory you can pass down or praise you can pass down to your team around you. And I, I think that that's crucial. And so whenever the team is stepping out and um, as a team that's never been there is, and we've talked about this before, unity, um, Teamwork, true teamwork, being transparent with each other. And as the leader, sitting down and listening and asking the right questions. And whenever you ask the right questions, you're going to get the right answers. And whenever you have the right answers, then you can make the right changes to be able to get you back to your mission and to your vision that you feel like God has placed you in. And so I, yeah. I think that that's, that's crucial. And then I just want to throw this out there again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grace. Um, yeah. Grace, extending, extending grace. And I'll just use the, the kind of one of the most recent things with our night of worship. And Nathan, you remember this. I got up at the beginning of it and I said, Hey, just so you guys know, we've never done an event quite like this. There's going to be communication errors. There's going to be things that fall through the cracks. There's going to be things that we don't think about until we get a week or two weeks out. And so extend everybody grace. Um, 
understand that this is not a norm. This isn't something that we do every week. This is something that has never happened before for our church. And so extend grace. And I felt like that blanket statement right there kind of set the expectation low for people. And I think overall, for the most part, not 100%, everybody communicated better than we actually yeah. expected. Yeah. And so because the expectation was low, everybody over-delivered, and it was a huge win for everyone. Does that make sense? Yeah. I say that a lot. Does that make sense? It does. That's it does. my insecurity and in me doubting myself, just being transparent with you all. <laughs> Boom. Done. Boom. Um, any other advice you have for um, a leader or even maybe even a team member who knows the leader has going into an unknown territory? Oh, that's good. That's good. That wasn't on the show notes. Um, no, that's just boring. All right, so advice Extra. for – I know, right? This is free too. So for the leader, uh, let's hit this because this is what I'm prepared to answer for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for the leader, ask questions, ask questions, ask questions. And you don't need one mentor or two mentors. You need as many mentors as you can get to get different perspectives and opinions who, from people who have been there and who have done it. And ultimately, um, you may have one mentor telling you one thing and another mentor telling you another. You need to weigh out uh, their opinion and go with the one in your gut uh, that you feel is the best that suits your organization. If I would have listened to everyone's opinions, I don't think we would be where we were. If I would have listened to certain opinions, I think that we would be much further along than we actually are now. And so, you know, sit on that for a few minutes. The other for a team member, um, I think that just clearly communicating with your leader, uh, with your pastor, with your boss, whoever it is, the expectations that they have of you and the expectations that you have of them. Um, and I think that this is something that in some areas we've done well as a church and other areas we have failed as a church is I have not communicated my expectations with the team clearly or vice versa. And then there's some team members that we've communicated extremely well with. And so, um, I, I think communicating the expectations, the desires, if you have questions for the team member, go in and asking questions. Hey, I know that you told me that you wanted this, or I know you told me that this was going to be the leadership um, org chart over here, but I'm not quite seeing that taking place. So can we talk about this? And, and not going in there with a haughty attitude, but going in there with a, hey, I'm not sure about this. And I think that the leader needs to extend grace and the team member needs to extend grace to the leader. And I'll yeah. say this, I'll say this from from being that leader. If you're a team member and you're listening to this, listen, there's a lot of pressure on that leader's shoulders and you don't know what's going on in their mind. You don't know how many countless hours they stay awake at night thinking about everything going on. And so whenever you approach them with a a negative attitude or a I told you so attitude, um, it's just going to tick them off and it's going to cause tension in the relationship. But whenever you approach them from a place of meekness and humility, I really believe that you can have an honest conversation, uh, and even if you disagree with something, you can walk out of that room being yeah. in unity with yeah. one another. And and I'll say, Nathan, I know you and I, we've we've had disagreements, and uh, sometimes I thought that you were pissed off at me. I think other times you've thought that I was pissed off at you, but I feel like for the most part, we've been able to uh, work that out. I say for the most part, I, you know, yeah. hopefully, hopefully for the most part, no, we've if been not able to do it and mostly move past it. And I think part of moving past it was we can disagree, but we both kind of knew each other's expectations. So it yeah. was kind of just a, a good foundation to move forward with some stuff, you know? 
Yeah, and and I, and I think that that also comes back from I trust Nathan, and hopefully Nathan yeah, trusts trust me. Yeah, trust is a big part. No, yeah. I I totally agree. I mean, I've worked on teams where I trust the leader, and I've worked on teams where I don't trust the leader, and the dynamics totally different, right? Because but one time you'll go away disagreeing in a meeting, and you'll be like, all right, but they understand what they're doing. And other times you'll walk away from a meeting disagreeing, and you'll be like, well, I'm still going to try to figure out how to do it my way because I think it's going to fail. Right. Right. Yeah, and I think that that's a valid point, and so. Uh, that's what I would say. So that was a very, very good question. And um, for both the senior leader and the team member. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, I want to thank everyone for listening to this week's episode of uh, the Inside Out Group podcast. Uh, you can find us on the internet, insideoutgroup.org. You can email us, podcast at insideoutgroup.org, or visit the, the website and click the contact button. Um, if you're a first-time listener, feel free to subscribe. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play all that stuff. If you want to find more about Michael Moore, you can find him anywhere on social media at Mike Moore ALB or therealmikemoore.com and we'll see you all next week.